Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love Memorial Day. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Safe Spaces. Thanks, as always, to our presenting sponsor, OCB Rolling Papers. OCB only uses natural acacia gum for an always-sticks experience. Enjoy the show! It's Thursday, May 27th, 2021, and my guests in this month's bonus ep are Open Mike Eagle, Rhett Reese, and Michael Rianda. Hey! Hey, Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Let's meet them individually and alphabetically, starting with Open. Mike Eagle is back. Hey, dude. How's it going, man? Pretty good. You were just on Getting Done With High, which we do exclusively over on Patreon. So I'm excited to have you on this show that gets that's, that's much right. more. Uh, unleash me from the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> let let yeah. me at the people. <laughs> There's no reason to keep Open Mike Eagle behind a paywall. Mm-mm. And your podcast is called What Had Happened Was. That's true. That's what it's called. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we talked about that on the other show, but do you want to just quickly tell people what, what it is so they can yeah. uh, check it out? So uh, it's a music interview show, but each season is devoted to one individual. So we're on season two right now where every episode we're interviewing LP of Run the Jewels and Company Flow fame and the first season was interviewing prince paul who did de la soul and handsome boy modeling school so uh we just get to go we get to deep dive on every one of their projects and people tend to love it because they love those albums and they want to hear all the backstories and inside jokes and such yeah that sounds great how long does a so a season is just one uh, artist but uh, like how many episodes is that 12 episodes so far in both seasons Wow. And that, and you're just going, uh, do you know who season three is going to be? Or is that, how do you decide? Well, there's, there's only, you know, there's only a handful of people who really make sense. Cause they have to have done, you know, so many different 
projects that it's like that it makes sense for 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's not a long list of people it could be. Uh, I can't I started taping season three, but I can't say who it is yet because my PR people would be really mad if I just do it without sending out a press release. They'll be real. Busy. Yeah, of course. And now we just had a terrific tease. <laughs> uh, but but listen to this season because uh, LP must have a lot of amazing uh, stuff to say. <laughs> yes, but he's, he smokes a lot of marijuana while we're uh, recording, so um, his his memory is spotty at best. But it's still very entertaining to watch him try to piece it together. <laughs> All right. Also joining us today, we got a couple of first timers. Uh, Rhett Reese is here, co-writer of Deadpool, Deadpool Two. But enough about them. Wayne, my favorite thing. Oh man, How's you're going? the best. <laughs> How's it going, Rhett? Good, good. I cannot thank you enough for your support of Wayne. You are a one-man army, and we appreciate it greatly. Well, I'll say it again right now. If you're not watching Wayne on Prime, I don't know what your problem is. Uh, it's probably the second most entertaining thing after finishing this podcast you're listening to now. Um, but it's it, I just you know fell in love with that show immediately. You know, it was one of those ones where once it got to the close to the end me and my girlfriend like save you know we just couldn't watch the last episode because we didn't want it to be over and um but moving on from that because i mean it's still there's nothing to say really as far as it's still in limbo as far as making more yeah i mean look i think frankly we're kind of on the ropes like we 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 need more and more views and more and more support we're trying to find that where we can but uh but we're not dead yet so hanging in okay uh, that's uh, that's all I needed to hear. <coughs> I'm on it. I I, I uh, tweet about it every Wednesday, Wayne Wednesday, and um, and I think everybody, nobody watches it and comes to me and says, "Hey, why'd you recommend that crap?" Like everybody comes to me and says that's their new favorite thing uh, after they watch it and they thank me. So that makes me feel good. It's a, just good all around to support Wayne. And <laughs> also joining us today is a gentleman who, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I think of his movie because it is blowing up all over. Number one on Netflix for since the day it opened and for like at least a week, maybe 10 days or more. And it's called Mitchell's, Bell Mitchell's versus The Machines, a great, great animated movie. And we have the director of this Netflix sensation, Michael Rianda, am I saying it right? Yeah, no, you're you're saying it right. Th- thank you. I, I I love this podcast. I've been on board for years. Last Man Stanton, Leonard Malton game. I've been l- listening for years. So it's like it, it's a true honor to be on it. I love it. You know all the code words. That's pretty cool. I know. I've got all these strategies for the games. I'm like really beaked up. I've been listening to I've been listening to back catalog just training. <laughs> well, I hope you've been listening to the Zoom episodes because uh, that's the kind of games we're playing right now. Because yeah, I, yeah, uh, weird algorithm. I'm in. yeah, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's just it's shifted to. Uh, we'll see when I start doing it in front of a live audience again. But things have kind of shifted to uh, games where you know people. Had, where people can guess, you know, because yeah, sure. uh, some of the games are so hard that like, it's fun in front of a in front of a studio audience to make somebody sweat a little bit. But, <laughs> but when we can't even see the person, they're just sitting there quietly, sadly trying to, you know, come up with something they're never going to think of. Uh, it's just, you know, the games are just a little bit more accessible, I hope. Yeah. But, totally. but uh, your movie's great. Are they already, they must, there must already be talk of a sequel. 
Uh, yeah, they're 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 trying. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy. Um, but uh, but um, yeah, we're we're sort of talking about it a little bit. Um, and I like that it has it, for a while. It didn't. It wasn't called versus the machines. It had a different title. But I like the verses because you can have it be about aliens or time travel or fighting an army of clones or anything stupid like that. Um, so I, I think that, I think there could be a cool sequel. Yeah. There's so many things to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think loneliness you could, could pull that off. Um, but have you, death? Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the interim, while cause I don't know how long between uh, finishing uh, the Mitchells and it uh, showing up on Netflix, it probably a bit of a window there. Yeah, um, no, it was, it was, yeah, it's, um, it's, it was like, we finished like four months ago or something. So we, I've just kind of been hanging around, stressing out, shaking in a corner, um, hoping that people <laughs> liked it. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad it's gone over relatively well. It's, 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 you must good. have found out like right away, you must have been seeing the positive, uh, comments, you know, like the movie premiered on the Friday and was number one by Saturday, I think. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was awesome. And, and it's, it's so weird, you know, cause Netflix is like, you know, it, it, it's, it's so intangible cause you're not at a movie theater and all that stuff, but, uh, but it was like, it's been really gratifying, but it's like the main way I sort of interact with people seeing it is instead of them being in an audience, they're like talking about it on Twitter, but thank God they like it. And they're saying nice things for the most part. Yeah. And who knows, like, uh, I would imagine you could get it on some screens at, at some point, just, just cause people love it so much and would love to see it in a theater. Yeah. I think that's the, I, I, that's my hope for like, maybe, you know, in the fall or something, maybe we could get a little mini, mini screening. Um, yeah. Or just, you know, if they just pick a weekend where there's not a big animated movie coming out, you could be that weekend's big animated yeah, movie. Cause not everybody has Netflix. Yes. That's uh, so uh, more people to see it, the better. I love it. And I, uh, recommend it to people as I do, obviously Wayne and, uh, go see what I also, by the way, I also love Wayne. I, I'm going to throw another support, more support at let's, Wayne. Uh, let's, uh, check in with open Mike Eagle. Do you, have you seen Wayne on prime? Uh, I haven't even even heard of it, so I'm not gonna uh, pretend to be familiar <laughs> with it at all. This is this is the kind of honesty we need right now because yeah. <laughs> the fact that people haven't heard of Wayne is the is the problem. We need to get the spread the word. But if you feel you know, that, no pressure. But if you feel like checking it out, uh, you know, uh, send me a message and let me know how much you love it. Um, I will do. I really appreciate it, guys. And, and uh, Mike, I'm sorry I haven't seen the Mitchells yet. It is literally at the top of our queue. I've got a two-year-old boy. He he saw the thumbnail. And he was ready to roll. We're ready to roll. <laughs> and, and and I I know Phil and Chris. And I, I and I so I, I apologize for not getting to it so Do, far. But no no me, problem. Right? When 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 we were making it, I remember we turned in a draft that was like too intense. And the executive who I really like was like, watch Zombieland. This is too, this is too, <laughs> like, think, think more fun. <laughs> so I remember me and my, uh, the co-writer, co-director watching Zombieland and having like the time of our lives. We're like, we should make it more like Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should say that Rhett uh, co-wrote both of the Zombieland movies as well, right? Yep. Yep. That was us. <laughs> and now you're going to take on, you're making a new version of a clue movie. That is in the works as well. Um, 
though Knives Out stole a tiny bit of our thunder, I'm not going to lie, but but for, for good reason. It's the best darn thing ever. So, But also that it's reviving the idea of a whodunit. So it seems kind of also perfect in a way. True, true. I think when someone succeeds in your space that's a little close to you, sometimes it can be a threat, but sometimes it can be a boon because, you know, people, it just it proves that there's an audience for a certain thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm the audience for the for the new clue because I argue with people all the time about the about the old clue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a divisive movie, so make make one that everybody loves, please. Um, <laughs> which is so easy to do. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break now that we've uh, chatted with everybody. We're ready to move in, uh, move on to the next portion of the show. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back and it's time to visit Recommendation Nation. That's where I ask each one of my guests to recommend one movie and one movie only that, you know, people are always like, well, based on what? Well, based on just, you think if you said it to an absolute stranger and they went and watched it, they, they would be enriched and have a great time or have a terrible time, but the enriched part. <laughs> uh, who would like to go first? Wow. No I would not. I would not like to go water. first. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> dip my toe in the water. Uh, an older movie, and, and I, I say this because we've been on a Ted Lasso binge, and I'm just reminded, mm. uh, I hear Shit's Creek is similar, but I'm reminded how wonderful it can be to watch a movie where everyone's a good guy, basically. I mean, it just, just makes you feel good about the world, and it's not angsty. So I'm going to go back to a movie called Once. It was an Irish movie from about yes. 10 years ago, musical, um, just wonderful story about musicians. Everybody who graces the screen is a good person. There's just so much love flowing out of that movie and the music. And uh, I, you just need a little once in your life. If you're anxious or if you're stressed or depressed, it's, it's that kind of movie. It's beautiful. The songs are great. It's a real life, uh, you know, musician. They're both musicians, the, the two leads. So they do all their own singing and playing. And, uh, and of course, it became a Broadway musical. And the guy who won the Tony for playing the lead in the Broadway musical is a friend of mine who's been on Doug Lowe's movies. Oh, that's awesome. Named, named Steve Kazee. But the movie that it's uh, that the show is based on is uh, is terrific, and uh, you, you should check it out. Yeah, I mean, um, it sent me to Ireland. I went to Ireland right after I saw the movie. I fell in love with it so much. And then I very coincidentally ran into the writer-director, John Carney, on the street, right where Glenn Hansard plays his guitar to start the movie. I, I look what? up and John Carney's walking right down the street toward me. And I was like, this is karma of the worst way and in the worst way. And I, I turned to him, introduced myself. It was an amazing moment. You got to see that movie. Go, go check it out. What credits did you use when you introduced yourself? 
I, I didn't have anything. I this is a long time ago. Like I, I, I think I dropped the Joe Schmo show maybe, but I, I did. I was trying to fake it till I made it because Zombieland hadn't been made. So, <laughs> well, that's great that you met him, and uh, I am a huge fan of that guy because uh, you know all of his movies have been about the creation of music, which I think is a very one of the tougher things to depict, uh, you know, dramatically in film, and. Uh, He's done it over and over again because Sing Street is also terrific. And yeah. uh, and I also liked his movie Begin Again with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, who's next? Who I'll wants go. to go next? I'll go now. Okay. Because I need time to think because my brain works slow. Uh, and, and it's funny because um, just the anxiety I got from you asking a very simple question reminds me <laughs> of why I don't do the best at the games on the show, I think the reason why is I can only ever remember the last movie I saw, Doug. That's <laughs> all I can ever remember. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to recommend A Promising Young Woman because it's the last movie I saw <laughs> and I thought it was good. That's all we need. I mean, oh, it great. is good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's. I think you and I are opposites because if someone just goes quick, what was the last movie you saw? I can never, I can never access it right away. Cause it's cause I'm just watching movies all the time. But Doug, I couldn't and, even uh, do that quickly. I'm just saying it's all <laughs> I had. And it took me a while to even get to that. <laughs> well, it is a very good movie. It won, uh, you know, best original screenplay at the Oscars this year. And uh, it's not, I think they kind of, I, I, I don't know. It's a hard movie to market. I don't, I don't you know what? They made I was, some mistakes. I was thinking the same thing because I saw it after, you know, I, I wanted to go to the theaters because I realized more of them were open and I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, that looks interesting. But the trailer is nothing like the movie. It's nothing like it at all. The trailer is like the first 10 minutes of the, of a completely different movie that that movie is kind of pretending to be before it actually starts. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to such interesting places. I wish they'd, uh, you know, yeah. kind of, they should have taken, you know, it's from the, uh, Emerald Fennel does uh, Killing Eve TV show, mm -hmm. and the the visuals in both that her movie and the TV show are so striking. I think they could have cut together a trailer like without dialogue and with just lots of interesting mm. right. shots. And they shouldn't. I, I don't know. I guess you can't really make it look like it's going to be fun because then people are going to be disappointed because it's certainly not fun. Yeah, but there is hell yeah. But there's a stylishness to it that I think you know maybe they could have played on that some more i don't know but, it, it kind of uh, reminded me of like get out or like sorry to bother you you know like movies that are taking on these big big themes but using like kind of movie tropes to 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 filter the themes through it's it was really interesting i, I hadn't seen anything like that yeah i i, I agree who's left who, 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 michael you haven't uh, uh, recommended something yet yeah, uh, I was I I've been like a hold up making this movie, so I had like a long list of things to watch, and one of the ones that I've never seen before is I watched Thief, the Michael Mann movie, and it like blew my hair off. Like I was like on fire after I watched it. It's so like it's so like powerful and uh, like it's so cool to see Michael Mann like digging in to like something so specific. Like oh, we're gonna learn like all the mechanics of how to break a safe. But like, because it's so specific, it's really interesting. And uh, I love that movie. So that, that was like the last movie I saw that I was like really shattered by. <laughs> shattered? I don't know. 
it's funny that this happened because, uh, you know, last week or the last show, I think I did a game where all the answers were James Caan movies. Oh, yeah. And I could not have had three guests who knew they could not have. I don't feel like they knew anything about James Caan <laughs> at all. Like they didn't even know he was in The Godfather. <laughs> Uh, and then uh and then finally at the end i'm like all right guys come on and name the movie where uh you know it's a horror movie stephen king kathy bates i i described misery practically from beginning to end before they could even come up with that i was screaming when i heard that i was like it's misery (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was uh that was really surprising to me but you know they are great guests and nice people so thank you for these recommendations um i these are i think all of these movies are terrific like the thing about thief is like that was one of the first movies i saw where i was like oh man there's you know there's so much that can be done with visuals and tone yeah um you know that at that time certainly a lot of movies weren't doing (laughs) and uh, like you said it's a michael mann movie so it's just it's really it's really about mood and uh it's really it's really well done yeah, it's the best. It's it's also like I. It's a, it's like the best James Caan I've ever seen, and he's good in everything. And that's like he was like lighting up, lighting it up. Oh yeah, I mean, he, everybody loves him, Jim. They love Jimmy the Dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, now it's time to start playing some games, and we're going to start with rolling with it. You'll like this open mic presented by ocb rolling papers hey that's uh that seems very appropriate right i've been doing this show for so long and finally uh a rolling paper company said hey we want to sponsor it and i was like all right i'll try to get a movie company to sponsor my weed show i guess (laughs) Uh, Today's show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently great session time after time. In perfect harmony with nature, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers reasonably sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB Signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, virgin, and come in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. All OCB papers are plant to puff. OCB makes their own paper from their mill in Avion to the factories they own in Perpignan. 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 I don't know how to say it, but it's in France. With all fibers and packaging materials sustainably farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius, and the always-sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper-making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. 
That's awesome. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. Using only unbleached, French-milled bamboo, OCB is aiming to make bamboo your second favorite plant. As always, they are harvested responsibly, highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even burning, GMO-free, and vegan. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. In the meantime, OCB has an unreal deal for our listeners. Visit ocbusa.com slash Doug to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks. Limited time only. Follow OCB on Instagram. That's at OCBUSA to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB. Must be 21 plus to buy our papers and follow our social accounts. Back to the show. But this is a super fun game that we've been playing uh, because it was invented because they asked us, uh, OCB Rolling Papers was like, hey, just play a, a game that we can sponsor. So this is called Rolling With It. And basically... It's a uh, it's a game where you're challenged to name as many movies as you can by a particular actor or actress. So I will tell uh, Mike Eagle gets to go first. I will give you uh, the name of an actor. Mm -hmm. And now I'm I'm going to say that you know bluffing's probably a, a big way to play here because okay. once I tell you this actor based on our conversation, I don't know how many movies you're going to know that this person is in, right. but the premise of the game is, is you say you bid how many you think you can name. Like I can name four movies and uh, that this person was in, in 60 seconds, you know, a minute, a, a loose minute. And then, uh, and then it goes to Rhett and whatever amount of movies you say you can name from this person, Rhett can either challenge you to do that and get the point if you fail or, he can add more names and then it moves down to Michael and it goes like that until somebody's challenged and actually uh, attempts this. And, and just to give you a perspective, there's a lot of rounds where the bidding only goes as high as three or four movies. Cause I'm not picking actors that are in a thousand things. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's a little bit strategic and um, let's give it a go. Okay. Love it. I'm extremely nervous. <laughs> uh, Mike, the mm -hmm. films of Paul Bettany. How many Paul Bettany films can you name? And this is fun. I can use the world of television to explain who Paul Bettany is. Uh, uh, he's on the show WandaVision. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, can, I can name... Uh, I can name three Paul Bedney movies. That's a great opening bid. Now we go to Rhett. And you can say four, five, six, however many you think you can uh, name, or challenge Mike to name those three. Yeah. He's got I, I 60 can, seconds now. I, I can name uh, four. That's a great bid. It's one more than three. Michael Rianda. I, I certainly cannot name five, so go for it. All right, Rhett, we're going to put a minute on the clock, and you'll get one point if you can name four 
Paul Bettany movies, and uh, Michael will get a point if you can't. Okay. Uh, uh, hang on a second, and I'm also going to – I'll count them down. As you say them, I'll say the number just so, so everybody can keep track. So just take a breath in between. I don't know if you're going to race through these or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Ryan, uh, our producer Ryan's got the clock ready to go, so your time starts now. Okay. The four that I can name, Master and Commander. Full uh, title. Uh, uh, master and commander or the far side of the world. <laughs> now, now you're really, you're getting me. Cause I don't master Okay, That's one. That's one. Uh, Keep going. Wimbledon. Two. Avengers age of Ultron. Three. And Avengers infinity war. Yeah. He's a, you, you can't throw a dart at an Avengers movie without hitting him because he's the voice of Jarvik in the very first Iron Man. So he's in every, pretty much every Marvel, not every Marvel movie, but certainly everyone with the Avengers or Iron Man. Um, but you did it. Congratulations. Oh, God damn that it. That was amazing. <laughs> that Thank was you. I don't know how, I don't know how I got Wimbledon. I, 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 that's the one. That I was very impressive. Got. Look, Master and Commander is one of my favorite movies, even though I can't remember the tag, whatever the, the second part of the title was. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, recently people started uh, that came up on uh, Twitter. People were talking about like there's some real uh, master and commander stands out there. There's some people that are super into it. Um, all right. What happened? So Rhett got the point, and Michael is the one who challenged him. So open Mike Elo gets to go first again, but this time. Michael is second in line. We switched the order around. Mike, mm -hmm. the films of Christopher Lee. Oh, How gosh. many Christopher Lee movies do you think you can name? Uh, I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with two. I think that's a really, really smart opening bid. I like that. Thank you for the validation. I, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. My, I, I, it hasn't happened yet, but it'd be fun if somebody just goes, I'm going to start the bidding at zero. <laughs> uh, I was close. But, believe me. But yeah. But Michael, what do you think? I, I've only got, I've only got three, but that's, so that's your bid three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Rhett. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to have to call you out and say, prove the three. Cause I can't, I mean, like I could bluff, but I certainly couldn't come close if anyone called me on four and I figured somebody would. So I, I, what are the three, I guess. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Okay. Should I just go? Yeah. Wait, I don't think you need 60 seconds. Okay, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? If, here's the thing, Mike. I could not have named the three, you know, I, apparently I, I can't get the back half of a movie title. I would have been like, Lord of the Rings, one, two, and three. I don't remember their names. Yeah, you would have been like, uh, Smaug or something. Um. Certainly couldn't have gotten a fourth either. Who knows? I, I said I kind of picture Christopher Lee in like a Dracula outfit from something, but that was all I had. I couldn't think of a fourth to save my life. What's What else is he in? Well, he's Count Dooku in... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Movies. Oh, man. <laughs> knew there was another figure. <laughs> yeah. The no, beloved Count Dooku. Yeah, he's, uh, he's tough tough and easy at the same time you have to you know you have to go way back you have to be like 
old school film buff to name all of his uh, horror movies and stuff that he was in. But uh, one of my favorite performances of his is he plays a Nazi in uh, Steven Spielberg's 1941. And uh, oh. it's very funny watching him uh, deal with uh, Slim Pickens plays this guy that ends up on a Nazi sub or a Japanese sub that has a Nazi on it. It's complicated. Remember 1941? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, okay. So it, yeah, Mike, you, you, open Mike hasn't seen that movie for a long time. So he doesn't remember it. Um, you got to go first again. Oh, fine. Yeah. Because uh, Rhett and Michael each have one point. So we're going to give this next name to open Mike. And then I should, uh, I should bid a blind five. But I'm not going to do that. I love that idea. Uh, yeah, somebody then, somebody who's confident should do that one day. Because <laughs> also this first game doesn't really matter. It's just like kind of a warm-up. So, uh, but what would you like? Would You want me to give you the name? Sure. Okay. And then it's going to go to Rhett to ch- uh, challenge you or add more names. Uh, the actor, Louis Lou Gossett Jr. Um, should have gone with five. Right? I was sitting here going, I think he'd do pretty well in Lou Gossett Jr. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I'm bad with titles. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with two again. Okay. Let's see what Rhett does with that. I imagine he's going to add to it. <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. I'll go three. Ooh, Michael. Um, I don't think I could do one. <laughs> so uh, name it. All right. Yeah, I, I, I could be wrong here. I'm going to go enemy mine. Whoa. Yeah, good, that's one. Good call. Iron Eagle. Two. And I think the movie that made him famous. Am I wrong? Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah, I won the Oscar for that one. Yeah, those I I I lucked out there because I only know three. I don't know any more beyond that. I was gonna say Iron Eagle and Iron (laughs) Eagle Two. Yeah, (laughs) Iron Eagle Two, but that probably has a a tagline again, like or whatever. (laughs) Oh, I I thought I thought he would accept it tagless. (laughs) (laughs) He did for me, so. I mean, you know, I can't I can't deny uh, you know uh, Iron Mike Eagle. Oh um, God! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you guys are in luck because uh, the the tiebreaker was going to be Jack McBrayer. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that would have been various television shows. Yeah, that would have been him from the TV show. But I don't know if I I can't remember a movie I've seen him in. I I, I think I would. Well, there's been a few, but I would I would definitely go for uh, the Ralph movies, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, Ralph yeah. the internet. <sighs> but but yeah, he's a. Uh, he was on the 30 rock for so long that, that that was the main thing that he was doing for a while. Um, he was also on yo Gabba Gabba. Right. Every, every episode him and him and, um, Oh gosh, he do knock, knock joke of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know Gabba Gabba. Oh, <laughs> you must. Yeah, so I couldn't tell you who I could tell hardcore you. Hardcore 2010s parenting will give you, uh, deep Yo yeah. Gabba Gabba experience. It was a great show. Which, you know, is like way better than most of the other stuff, as I understand. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the, as kid stuff goes, it's pretty good. Um, all right. So Rhett won that game. And I'll tell you what you won after these messages. We'll be right back. 
Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're back, and our big winner, Rhett Reese, gets to go first in our second and final game today. Uh, it's a little something called parental guidance. Have you heard this one, Michael? No, I've, I, I've not, I, I don't know it. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry that you, you know, trained for today and I'm going to have to bring you out the game. It served me so well in the last game. Yeah. I really throwing you a curveball here, but uh, this is a fun game though. And it's anybody, I, I wouldn't even be able to guess which one of you is going to do the best because it's so random. Uh, I'm going to read random parental warnings and advice about a particular <laughs> about a particular movie, you know, like if you just, I mean, there's lots of places that do it on the internet. I like the ones on uh, IMDb. Uh, it's basically, it's just the most ridiculous stuff that they just uh, casually break it down so that parents can, you know, I mean, any of you that are parents, you know, you know what we're talking about here. I love this read. game already. I... <laughs> yeah. So it's basically what are the, you know, what are the things that are not for children in a movie uh, uh, could be hearing those things. Can you recognize the movie is basically how this game works. The clues start off very difficult. And then the fourth clue should give it away. So the person who goes first gets both first, you get the hardest clue, but then if the next two clues aren't enough for the other players to get it, then you get the fourth and uh, giveaway uh, clue each person's going to get a chance to go first, but since Rhett won that game, he gets to go first. Now, the first thing that is written about this movie for parental guidance is that there is no sex or nudity. There is barely, there's a barely hinted at romance between old friends, but nothing more. Oh, man. What movie? I know it's just a shot in the dark, but holy cow, do people get excited if you happen to name the movie that has no sex or nudity, but there is a barely hint of that romance between old friends. I don't even know if they're old people. I assume they're just old friends that are youngish people. I'll get my bad guess out of the way because I have no idea. Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I think romance is more than hinted at. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, some of the minor characters that are romance. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is I, I play extremely hard games and then criticize your answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to the second one. So that means that uh, Michael Rianda gets the second clue. And, of course, you already heard the first one. So you factor the two together. And let's see if Let's see if I could not knock my recording device on the floor. Okay. Um, this movie, in addition to no sex or nudity, has typical old-fashioned cigar smoking. Um, okay. 
Yeah, terrible clue. <laughs> um, let's see. I just relationship between old friends. Wowzers. Um barely hinted at. I don't even have a guess that's close. <laughs> but to keep it moving, uh, I'm gonna say any movie that involves cigar smoke. The only one I can think of is Barton Fink, and that isn't it, but I'm going with it. Barton Fink. <laughs> I love that. I got to say it. I got to say it out loud. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> oh, that's good. Although that movie did have a lot of cigar smoking in it. Um, didn't, uh, uh, what's his name? Didn't he smoke a cigar a lot in it? Um, here's clue number three for Mike Eagle. Mm-hmm. A penguin slaps another penguin just for laughs. Um, I'm going to guess Madagascar. Fantastic guess. I apologize for misleading you. Back to Rhett with the final. <laughs> Who needs to be warned about a penguin slapping another penguin? Because it's I'm, just for laughs. You don't want, you right want your children. You want your children like seeing that slapping somebody is funny. <laughs> I guess. I know these these are these, these are, are for nerds. <laughs> it's really it gets really bad sometimes. I write down some of the bad ones, but some of them I just go. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> say, that, say that out loud. All right, but this one is the giveaway one, so Rhett should secure the point here. Um, at one point, the Barks children, excuse me, Banks, at one point, the Banks children get lost in the slums of the East End of London. The Banks children. Yes, yeah, so you got no sex or nudity, cigar smoking, penguins slapping each other, and the Banks children lost in the slums of the East End of London. I thought, I thought that would just give it away. Uh, I'll say uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> that is correct. All right. <laughs> there's penguins and Mary Poppins? I mean, yeah, that was my <laughs> issue. Penguins? They're yeah, there's that whole, you know, Dick Van Dyke dances with the penguins. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. And they slap each other for laughs. <laughs> I, mean, I'll tell you, I had no disgusting. idea. I only got that because I thought of saving Mr. Banks. That was the only Banks I could think. And that was about the making of Mary Poppins. So I tried Mary Poppins. Otherwise, I would have completely whiffed. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, that clue was meant for you to do just that. So thank you for uh, doing that and getting one point. We'll move on to the second round, starting with this is Michael versus the machines. Got it. Love it. <laughs> um <laughs> That's got to be a headline of like an article about you. Um, <laughs> there are no articles about me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm looking in, into the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, like John Krasinski, you know, uh, before the first Quiet Place came out. Well, he was already famous. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going first? Oh, Michael. One of the main characters is pregnant <laughs> um uh i'm gonna say mother with an exclamation point oh that's it <laughs> great guess i'm a little triggered by that movie but okay <laughs> mother <laughs> um that's how you, that's how you have to say because it it's got an exclamation point right there <laughs> like what if that guy who made that aronofsky what if he just uh -huh. like 
just put an exclamation point at the end of every movie he makes. Um, Noah! Mike Eagle. Mm -hmm. In this movie, a raccoon is abruptly flattened. Oh, boy. Yeah. Pregnancy and raccoons. Ah, That's a tough Venn diagram (laughs) for my brain. Uh, I mean, there shouldn't be any movies with both of those things, but there is at least one. Wow. Um, flattened raccoon. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, uh, uh, national lampoons, Christmas vacation. Great guess. Incorrect. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I, I, I love any time that that movie gets mentioned. Makes me smile. The third clue. Uh, going to this one goes to Rhett is while in a bathtub and in labor blood is seen pouring from a woman's vagina mm-hmm. but no nudity is shown yikes yeah oh boy it's one of those you know no nudity bloody vaginas <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how they pull I- that off I'm completely <laughs> at a loss. Um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> uh, no. This next one for Michael should give you the point. Emily Blunt cleavage at around the 20 minute mark. <laughs> it's like Mr. Skin. Um, uh, is it? Is it? Uh, is it a quiet place? That is correct. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a third round, and uh, Mike Eagle gets to start us off. You ready, Mike? Is there ever been anybody to be um, on this show and end the show with zero points? Has that ever happened before? <laughs> <laughs> well, did anyone know a quiet place before the fourth clue? No, I had no idea. I still didn't know after the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> Nor did I. Nor did I. But I also just almost started, just started having a conversation about that movie. Like I started talking about John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> That's what tipped me off. And I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be talking about this right now. <laughs> it's a little helpful. But here's your first. Uh, well, Mike, you know, this is your chance to get no points because <laughs> if it comes <laughs> You could live if, the dream. Yeah, it might come back around to you, and you mm-hmm. might. But let's see if you can get a point with the very first. Uh, maybe some movie will spring into your head that's the correct answer. Uh, probably not, though, because we see a woman laying on a bed in a very lewd outfit, supposedly murdered. Mm. So, so not only what? so it's terribly written that sentence. Uh, a man. <laughs> Uh, we see a woman lying on a bed in a very lewd outfit, supposedly murdered. So I guess it's a dead body in a sexy outfit. Um, I'm going to say um, cool world. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. That could I think that that probably did happen. It probably that, did. Yeah. I was nine. I don't know. You can tell me anything happened in that movie, I'd believe you. 
Oh, did you, you, you were nine, but somebody, a parental figure thought it's animated. It'll be fine. Oh, I, yeah, that's, that was my argument. I knew it wasn't okay. But <laughs> <laughs> dang it. I wanted to watch it. <laughs> All right. Um, Rhett, here's your second clue to go with the uh, naked, lewd, dead body. A man and a woman are kissing to blend into the crowd. Classic, classic trick in movies. Let's kiss, and then the people looking for us won't notice us. Oh, doesn't, doesn't seem like that would work, but okay. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna say the man who knew too much. Another. That's the thing about this, you guys. If if I could just give points for great guesses, you would all be killing it. <laughs> but that is that is incorrect. Um. So, Michael. What do you think of this clue? Man. Jack is stabbed in the eye with electronic equipment. Ooh. Seems yeah, like who the hell clue. is Jack? <laughs> <laughs> and why is he stabbed in the eye? So, dead body on in lewd clothes. And this, the second one, what was the second one? Kissing. They're kissing. Oh, to kissing to blend in with the crown? Blend. The old kiss blend. I don't know who gets stabbed in the eye in a movie. Uh, I don't have a good guess, uh, so I'm going to say uh, the man who knew too little. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's not it. Um, here's the last clue and the chance for Mike to get a point. Mm. This should give it away. Boy, I mean, just the way they, they write it is, is uh, <laughs> I'll just say it. The famous scene where Ethan is trying to get the NOC list in a very controlled room is intense and suspenseful. I'll tell you, Doug. Is Doug short for Douglas? I have no idea. I have zero <laughs> clue. It's at short all. for it's. Uh, you call me Douglas if you're bad at me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not upset with you, but I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to shoot straight. You know. Uh, yeah. I, I got no clue. I don't know who Ethan or Jack or I don't know what an NOC is. Um, so I'm just gonna say Fight Club because I know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is wrong. So you get you get the you knew it was wrong point. <laughs> so you don't have zero. That's one. The heavily it's very coveted that point in this game. <laughs> and uh, but unfortunately, uh, the correct answer just maybe Rhett or Michael. I, I do have a idea. guess, I, I, Mike. I sure you do have a guess. I mean, I, I have a guess. Sure. Yeah. You but... both have a guess. How about you both say it at the same time? Okay. okay. We'll go three, two, one, then say it. Okay. Three, two, one. Mission impossible. Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. That is correct. Um, Wow. How do we settle this tie now? Or do we need to? (laughs) You know what I mean? Do we just agree that we all had fun here today and leave it at that? I can, I can I can go down with a, a gentleman's tie. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like kissing your sister in a crowd so as not to be noticed or to <laughs> We could like set up a rematch, you know, in a few weeks or months, maybe. I don't know what your schedules are like, but uh, you know, maybe even bring back open mic, you know, to, so you have the same spoiler in there. I will 100% come back even more prepared and do equally not that great. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I could ask for. I appreciate all of you being here today. Let's do some plugs, starting with the man with the most not points today. (laughs) (laughs) The most not points is goes, goes to Mike Eagle and he's got a podcast we talked about it a while ago. If what had keep, happened was. If you keep a list of winners of this show for this episode, you should put that I just that I didn't. That, <laughs> that's the clear outcome. But yes, the podcast is called What Had Happened Was. Uh, new episodes every Wednesday on my podcast network, Stony Island Audio. And you can find it wherever you find the podcast that you like to listen to. Terrific. Thank you for being here. Michael Rianda. What else? I you're, you know, uh, let's just say it again. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Watch yeah, it on Netflix. I, I only have that one thing, uh, but I will say, let's keep it going, guys. Tell your friends. Uh, watch it several times. <laughs> I hear that matters. Um, but yeah, no, that that's kind of the only thing. But uh, check it out. It's uh, it's fun and watch with your family. Yeah, it's family friendly. But they're like, I like that the. Um, like when you, you know, how Netflix, if you sit and look at anything for more than a couple seconds, it's like, well, just watch it now. And they just start making you watch part of it. And uh, the, the scene that they automatically go to from the movie is, uh, I, I really like it because it does, it, it, it implies that it's more intense than it, than it ends up being. But, yeah, but, yeah. I like, but I like that, you know. Yeah, they know, um, they know where their bread's buttered. <laughs> and uh, Rhett Reese, um, watch Wayne, everybody. Yeah, I mean, you, you you took it out of my mouth. We need you there in a big way. We do have a film coming out in the fall on Netflix uh, called Escape from Spiderhead. I'm a little loath to plug it because I think the title might change. There's at least some talk that the title might change, but it stars Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. And uh, so that one, that one should come out fall or winter, something like that. Cool. Nice. Yeah, and we should say uh, your, part, your writing partner's name. Yes, Paul is. Warnick. Paul uh, Warnick. Sad that he could not be here, um, but uh, yeah, he is my my better half. Does he uh, like doing this sort of thing? I think so. He's game for this kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, if he's into it, I'd love to have him on. You know, I don't. I, I hate uh, dragging people into it because then they just sit here the whole time going, "I'm not getting any points." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is fun to not get points. I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it was a damn good does. time. Yeah, it does. Uh, does make the heart swell. Um, <laughs> Rhett, I have a specific question for you here at the end of the show because every episode, oh, I should mention my plug real quick. This Saturday, May 29th, I'll be doing sets in both shows at Jam in the Van in West LA. Google it. Um, at the end of every episode, I say a line, the last line from a movie because, you know, there's only a few really famous last lines and then lots of, you know, good ones and then some okay ones. And then a lot that are just like, all right, I'll see you later. Like just the most bland uh, (laughs) last line. And so my question for you, Rhett Reese is what's your favorite. Do you have a favorite 
last line from the the films you've written so far? Oh my gosh. You know, that's interesting. I'm not even sure if you sat here and gave me a fill in the blank. I could, even if I sat for a while, I could tell you what the last lines are. Um, even Deadpool, I, I, I don't think I can remember the last line. It had something to do with Careless Whisper and Wham, but I, I, I'm ashamed. I, I, can't, I can't think of one. Oh, I mean, oh, I think, I right. think, I think, wait, no, I think Columbus and Zombieland does say something like, this is Columbus, Ohio from Zombieland saying goodnight or something like that. But I, I, I'm, oh man, I'm a disgrace. <laughs> but that's, a, it, it's, it's interesting to me that like, of course you don't, you know, necessarily know the last lines. Cause for one thing, the, during the entire process of writing and making it, that line might've, you know, altered and changed and, um, but they are also a lot of times it's not, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, they can't. Yeah, you know, they that's, can't. That, that's really interesting. I would be interested, frankly, to go back and look at our first draft of every screenplay we did and then look at the corresponding movie and see if the line ended up staying the line. I mean, it's it's I would guess in some cases it did. And in many cases, it didn't, as you're as you're pointing out, for various reasons. I, it's it's a fascinating thing to bring up. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Uh... I'm glad we talked about it, and I, I I didn't get my answer, so I'm just going to have to guess. I also think it gets confusing when they have uh, post credit sequences in movies. Oh, true. Because it's like, well, then what is technically the last line? I I still feel like it's the last line of the the story, and that the bonus scenes tend to, you know, they don't really tend to be about dialogue anyway. But what is Ryan Reynolds? What's the last thing he says when he tells everybody to go home? Is, is the last words maybe oh, just go home? You mean the Ferris Bueller thing? I mean, I think it would probably be precisely the line from Ferris Bueller, whatever that was. Yeah, maybe go home. It's I think over. he says go it's home. Over. Go home. Yeah, yeah. Go home. you're right. But Ryan might have added a little extra grace note at the end with, you know, why don't you go jerk off on a Pop-Tart or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is like him. But, <laughs> but I don't think that was it. That's not it. I'm going to go with go home. Okay. Because I close out every episode with uh, the last line from a movie. And uh, I think we can all agree that that one will suffice. And thank you once again to Rhett Reese, Open Mike Eagle, and Michael Arianda. This was so much fun. Really thank appreciate you. you guys. And uh, as it always, <laughs> as always, go home. <laughs> Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.